I'm Jessica. I'm Sonia. And I'm Marie. And we are Opinionated Lushes. Like our name says, we drink too much and have an opinion on everything. Once a week, we get together to drink and talk shit. We start our episodes off with a question and a drink word. We usually never stay on topic or wait for the drink word to start drinking. So go ahead, grab a drink, any kind of drink, and get ready to laugh with us and share our drunken opinions. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hi, and welcome Hi. to Books and Booze. Hi! So excited to be here. Today we have CC Myers. Welcome, and thank you for joining us on Books and Booze. Um, please tell us a little bit about yourself, you know, where you're from, how long you've been an author. If you want to give me your credit card number, I would totally greatly appreciate that. And, uh, yeah. Okay, so the credit card number is 555 uh, <laughs> Wait, let me get a pen. I can't remember that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, no, I am originally from a very small town in, in Texas called Amarillo. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of it. I've heard of Texas. Nope. I've yeah. heard of Texas. Yeah, but not <laughs> yeah. Much. A lot of people have. Um, I am now in the West Coast in the Bay Area. So I'm San Francisco. So that is where I am. Um, I moved out here in my early 20s to go to college. And I met my husband. And that's kind of how we we stayed. So <laughs> we stayed. It's, it's not very exciting. It's like, yeah. Um, yeah, so that's how I started. I started writing. I've always been writing. So I started writing a lot of plays in high school, doing my own monologues in high school. And then I went to school for art, which I went for architecture and design, and then kind of shifted into graphic design. Okay. But randomly how I started writing is my brother passed away eight years ago and I needed a way to deal with the grief, um, which is what a lot of my books are about. And so by writing, it just really, I I wouldn't say it healed me, but it helped with my grief because your grief never goes away when you lose someone like that. Mm -hmm. So writing just really helped it. And so my story is really based, all my stories are almost based on some type of grief because everybody goes through it. Everybody has someone that they love has lost. They have lost a friend, a partner, a mother, a father, a grandparents, like you have lost no matter what. And so it's just a really relatable topic that nobody ever wants to address. 
so I was like, well, I like vampires. I like the paranormal. I'm going to like write grief with vampires and the paranormal because it makes sense. So that's how my book came about. That's great. <laughs> it's a very random way, but it, it, it really just helped kind of give my creative flow out. So it's, it's so unique because we've had a few authors on here now and everyone, when you ask like what, you know, made you become an author, the story changes every time. It's never the same thing. Yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy. People write because, you know, that's something that they love to do or, you know, but for me, it was is to help heal. It was to help heal myself. So that's how I did it. Yeah. <laughs> and his hat literally sits here every single this was like his favorite hat. And it literally yeah. sits here Aww. in my office every single day. And so when I look up at it, I know he's there. So it's it's, it's cool. And if I cry, <laughs> Yeah. it's not because I'm sad. It's because I loved him so much. So exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us a bit about your book. Okay. So my book is in layman's term in like this fastest way to tell you it's Nancy drew with vampires and it's spicy. Spicy <laughs> vampire, Nancy drew. Yeah, It's a spicy vampire, Nancy drew. That's the best way to tell it. Um, my book is about a, Siren named Lexi who finds her parents brutally murdered um, around she's 16 at the time and she kind of falls out from this coven that she's in because um, in my world there are covens and there's vampires and there's all different types of paranormal but they're all belong to covens. And so she falls out from this coven and she doesn't want to do magic. She doesn't want to do anything like that. She doesn't want to be involved in it at all. And 10 years go back and the person who killed her parents has come back into her life. And so she has to like finally like face her reality and try to figure out who this killer is. And so that's where she meets her nemesis almost. Okay which is her best friend's older brother. And he is, he and two of his other friends are kind of like, I guess you would call them, they're the people who take care of the other people. And like take care of? Other people. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like the cement shoes. Unalivers. Yes, Yes, they are the unalivers of a coven. So she has to kind of get with them to figure out who done it. Who did it? Who is this person? So this person is a, their name is the Wishmaker. So we have to figure out who the Wishmaker is, who is killing lots of fae, lots of vampires. And that's kind of their adventure of it all. Ooh, I'm excited to listen to the chapter. Um, Sonia, you want to tell us what the drink words are? Yes. Um, so get your drinks ready. It's growl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bash, smile, witches, and tears. Bash, smile, witches, and tears. Yes. Wh- witches. Witches. Not like witches. Not stitches. Witches. Witches. Like, witches. Like, like, yeah. Yes. Like, yeah. The, like, yeah. Harry Potter. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Perfect. Uh, whenever you want to start reading, we can do this. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to try not to kerfuffle up. 
That's okay. <laughs> we have you? somebody who edits. Okay. Yeah, don't worry. <laughs> you just take a moment, like a pause, and then you start again. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but I will, I'm going to mute myself so you can read without my interruptions. But okay. if you need me, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll mute myself mute. too. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Whenever okay. you're ready. Okay. <laughs> Love can be all consuming, bloody, raw, and enraging. Grief can be large and take over your entire being or be a small moment in time that passes through you, always creeping back in during the hardest times. What they don't tell you is how empty it is. Even though it crushes your heart in a moment, it can almost be freeing. What they also don't tell you is that sorrow can sneak into your heart and live there forever if you let it. Chapter one. I sat on a wooden stool with my grimoire open, reading the sleeping spell in front of me, wrinkling my forehead. I focused on the incanta root in front of me, into slicing it into thin, small strips. As I cut the last of the root, I felt a trickle of sweat fall down my temple. I looked up at the light from the afternoon sun glistening through the stained glass window. Its rays hit the side of my face and the heat washed over my cheeks down to my neck. The pretty pink petals laid gathered to the side so I could muddle them down and place them into a small boiling black cauldron. A light pink smoke drifted into the air from the cauldron, filming this, filling the space with a scent of lavender. Stop, you're doing it wrong, yelled a gruff voice from behind my ear. I jumped in surprise, slicing my thumb on the blade of a knife. Daniels, my mentor, was a tall older gentleman with bright blue eyes, snowy white hair, and a handlebar mustache to match. He was in his early 50s, but his face didn't show his age as much as his hair did. It was completely white for as long as I could remember, even when I was a kid. The sting of pain in my thumb caught my attention. Seriously, Daniels, I growled. <laughs> Our coven, the Silver Pearl Coven, was one of the three covens of Providence Village. We were mostly water fae with sirens and a few distinct centaurs, griffins, gorgons, succubi, and akinentas. Not many were mixed like me. Mixing used to be looked down upon by the elders. They wanted to keep the lines pure. I thought it was BS. Like if we're mixed, it would weaken us somehow. Our coven tend to be more relaxed of the three. We wanted to keep the peace and keep the elements equal. It's not like we didn't mix with humans or other fays all the time. How do you think the legends of ancient gods and goddesses came to be? Humans knew about us. We worked together a lot, but they got it all wrong. They thought of us like Hollywood stars, something you could see but never touch. Sighing, I got up and walked to the first aid kit on the long wooden table in the middle of the conservatory, its green glass shined like the golden portals I grew up seeing in the depths of the forest. Ignoring the pain, I started to clean the wound and placed a bandage on top of my thumb. The conservatory was my father's idea back when I was younger, but it was my mother who cared for the plants. It made a life that grew here. I gazed at the conservatory, trying to remember the way she looked. You think after their death, I would remember everything. But the truth is, that's not how grief works. I tend to forget things like the way she smiled or how my father used to smell like the forest after a rain. I think that is why I spent most of my free time here, looking up at the glass dome that rose above us 
I smiled as a stream of sunlight danced over hundreds of plants and flowers that we kept here. A small pond in the corner had a trickling waterfall that led to a stream which flowed down the entirety of the conservatory. Small fish and frogs called it home, and a few small cafe tables sat to one side where we enjoyed our tea or lunch. A spiraling staircase led to the second level where more poisonous and dangerous plants lived. An apothecary table sat in the middle of the second floor, filled with all kinds of tonics, medicines, and potions. I wasn't allowed up there until I could master the basics of alchemy, but there were plants from all parts of the world, some that could kill you in a heartbeat, and a flower that can cure anything from a common zit to death itself death. That's the one thing I was very aware of. When I found my parents dead at 16, it changed my outlook on life. I became more wary of people, kept them at a distance. The wall I built around myself was solid and no one could penetrate it, not even those closest to me, those who loved me. This is why the conservatory felt like home, not the giant estate that sat isolated in the distance. The conservatory was far enough away from the main house where my aunt Coco and her boyfriend Jason live now. I sure as hell would never sleep in that house again. The hallways seemed too dark. It was always too quiet. My dad's laughter, which had once filled the house, was gone. And my mom's singing, which once made us all comfortable, was missing. The conservatory gave me a bit of peace from the chaos of the main house. Our coven regularly regularly visited the house for months for monthly meetings or social outings, but I spent most of the time here, escaping to read, study, or just help Daniels take care of the plants and the flowers. It was the one place where I could clear my head when it wasn't full of darkness and when the nightmare seeped into my mind once the sun went down. The conservatory was also my father and my mother's favorite place. So I always felt closer to them when I was here. My father always said, if you ever feel lost or alone, coming here, getting your hands dirty can always help you find your way back. The memories flooded their way in. The way my father would hold my mother's hand while she planted the tiny pots around the conservatory or the way my mother's eyes would twinkle when she planned a surprise for my father. Tears threatened to spill as I tried not to think of the night my parents died. I remember going to the funeral and hearing the whispers, whispers, I remember going to the funeral and hearing the whispers circling like smoke in the air. Did you know the girl found them? I heard that her crazy aunt's going to take care of her. She's just a kid, an orphan now with no one to love her, which wasn't true. I had Coco and Jason, who I loved as much as my own parents. They have been together for years, best friends since they were young, until one day they finally realized that loving each other was just a bit more than their friendship. They were true soulmates who lived and weaved through each other. I closed my eyes to wash away the memories of that night, but no matter what I did, I knew I'd be standing there in that room again. I was staying at my childhood friend's Ella's house that night, but I had other reasons for wanting to sleep over. Ella's older brother, Sebastian, was back from his fancy private school. He was attending two towns over. Well, and we had a bit of a crush on each other, or maybe it was just me with a crush. Sebastian, or Bash, as everybody called him, was there with his 
two friends at night, Aiden and Tristan. Tristan, my heart gave a little tug at the thought that I would see Tristan. We were friends once when we were little. He was a small, nerdy kid, but once he got older and transitioned to a full vampire, he was different, colder, more aggressive. It was like a flip switched in him. Then once he became a member, became a member of the Blood Moon Coven, he was ter- determined to be the, at the top with Bash. I wasn't clear how they became friends, but I knew Bash, Aiden, and Tristan were starting to make a name for themselves with the covens. People called them the devils. They were the enforcers of the Blood Coven, the men who were called when the evil that lived among us needed to be put down. They were the most terrifying men to walk Providence Village, treated like gods, but feared by all just as their namesake indicated. That night started out amazing. Ella and I danced in her room to her favorite music, ate all the junk food, and binged our favorite movies. She recently started dating Aiden's older brother, Ethan, so she kept checking with her phone and smiling That was send a me- when he would send a message. It was sickening, but cute, and I was happy she found someone. We were in the middle of a movie when the storm knocked out the power to the main house and plunged us into the complete darkness. Ella yawned. I'm going to go to bed. Do you want to come? We walked to her room. She was dressed in soft, she, we, which was dressed in soft grays and blue colors. Her walls covered with pictures of our favorite bands and a photo collage of us. We climbed into her bed and Ella fell asleep almost immediately. But I, being the night owl that I was, wandered around the house, hoping to run into Bash and the other two so we could hang out and not have to deal with the blackout. The house was too still. The thunder rolled and I jumped and bumped onto the table, nearly breaking a vase. I caught it and steadied it back onto the table. Outside the windows, I saw a pool house lit up and the shadows moving around the inside. That must be where the guys went. I made my way down to the winding staircase to the back doors that led out to the massive pool, which looked more like a lagoon. I thought my parents had money, but Ella's, she was on a whole different level. The rain came down in sheets and plastered my shirt to my skin. I approached the door and I heard a burst of deep laughter before. I knocked, but the door was wrenched open immediately and I came face to face with my former best friend. Well, well, well. Hey, Lex, you come to play with the big boys? He was drunk, swaying and slurring his words. Aiden Charmente had grown into quite a man, standing at 6'4", with dark hair and still gray eyes, that looked at me with interest that made me uncomfortable. I shuff- shuffled slightly in my f- with my feet, looking down, taking a deep breath. I decided to play it cool. I shrugged. The power in the house is completely out, and Ella's passed out. I wanted to see if you guys could fix it or if I could hang. Aiden tilted his head as if he was trying to figure out what he wanted to do. I crossed my arms and rolled my eyes. Aiden, come on, don't be a dick. He was about to give a snappy comeback when the deep voice said, let her in. Sebastian Ryder's voice echoed through the room. I peered around Aiden and there he was. Every girl's fantasy with a tall frame, classically handsome feature and deep green eyes that made you feel like you're being hypnotized. I shivered, and not because I was cold. Simply, Bash had that effect on me. His voice made me feel hot and cold for him all at once. Aiden moved so I could pass him, and I stepped into a pool house. The place was huge, with two bedrooms, a massive kitchen, and a formal dining room, 
a bar area, and a living room that had a fireplace with an 80-inch TV on the wall. Thanks. I gave a small smile to Bash, who sat on the couch in dark jeans and a gray Henley that showed off his wide shoulders, larger than I had last seen him. He was still lean, but the skinny kid that I had known all the years turned into a man and looked dangerous. His cocky smirk played at his, across his mouth, the same smirk that he gave me so many times when we were alone. But this time, it was different. He didn't look at me like he normally did. It made me want to smack it off of his face. So the lights out are in the house, I pointed out nervously. Bash smiled and bit his bottom lips. You already said that, princess. He arched a perfectly gorgeous eyebrow and stood to meet me. Princess. Ugh, that damn nickname drove me nuts. He started to call me when we were little because I because I was the heir to the Silver Pearl Coven. My parents were current leaders, just as my father's parents were before him. It was stupid because Bash's own father was a leader of the Blood Moon Coven. If I wasn't considered a princess, if I was considered the princess of the Silver Pearl, then Bash would be the prince of the Blood Moon. Like down at my shirt, which was drenched from the rain. Um, do you have any extra clothes? Bash smiles, smiled at me. Bit wet outside, he teased. Obviously, I murmured, and I glanced around the house nervously and saw Tristan walking from the bathroom. Okay, douche canoes, I'm going to kick your ash in. Hello, little star. His eye, He eyed me as if I was a mouse and he was a cat. If Bash and Aiden were the darker ones of the group, Tristan was all light with blonde hair and coppered eyes. He moved like a tiger. Pray tell what brings you all the way out here to see us. His eyes sparkled at the idea that I came out here on my own just to see him. Tristan Kasman, a legend of his own, was a flirt and friendly with anyone. The little star name, which he recently gave me, was annoying. I wasn't sure why he called me a little star other than to be annoying, 18-year-old boy. But I crossed my arms and glared at him as I opened my mouth to tell him to fuck off. The house is blacked out, Aiden said as he put an arm around me, smiling. So Lex came to play with us. I shrugged him off and moved closer to the door. I didn't trust them as far as I could throw them. Can I get those clothes now, please? I looked up at Bash feeling the raindrops fall between my chest. Bash's eyes followed those raindrops when he met mine. Again, for a brief second, I saw lust. Then he turned and entered the back room. Oh, but Tristan whined before Bash shot him a look that made him shut his mouth quickly. I felt my nipples peek through the cold, wet shirt. Oh, fuck, I cleared my throat. On second thought, maybe I'll just head back. I turned to leave, but ran straight into Aiden's hard chest. The days of him being a skinny kid were definitely gone. He wasn't as big as Tristan or Bash, but he was getting there. Bash will be right back, Lex. Just chill. The way he said Lex was was like it was a curse on his tongue. I frowned at him, and he was about to tell him off when Bash walked back in with sweats, a shirt, and he handed them to me in our fingers brushed, causing a shock of electricity to run along them. Our eyes ma- met. I could see the fire behind them, and I knew an instant that Bash saw, m- saw my own eyes dancing with the flames back at him. Bathroom's that way, princess. I quickly walked back to the bathroom. It was huge. A clawfoot tub, a massive open shower with rain... A rainfall shower head, white marble throughout the entire room, and it just screamed luxury. 
Not that I was expecting anything less from the writers, but damn. With a sigh, I removed my wet clothes, tied the sweatpants tight so they wouldn't fall off me, and pulled the shirt over my head. I gathered my clothes together in a small bundle and stepped out into the living room to see the three de devils playing a video game about a guy on a quest for gold. I heard the soft whispers over the low music of the game, and one voice especially caught my attention. Wait, so you have hooked up with her? I heard Aiden's whisper harshly to Bash as he concentrated on the game in front of him. Tristan pulled out a large blunt and lit it and inhaled. He coughed for a second before looking over at Bash and asked dreamily, Dude, that's like, wow, you faked the whole thing? I had to. He wanted me to get closer to her. She's not like any girl I ever go for. I mean, look at her. But I'm getting closer to know more about the Silverport Coven, and soon we'll be, we will get what we are owed. Then Father will let us lead. His grip tightened on the controller as I let the words sink in. Hey, hey, and her cunt isn't that bad. She tastes amazing. In the way she gives, he raised his fist to his mouth, imitating a blowjob. I decided I had heard enough. The anger I felt inside radiated off me. I looked around and found a bowl of pine cones and picked one up, throwing it with all my might and screamed, fuck you, Sebastian Ryder. I hit him across the head as he flinched, and I folded my arms, glaring at him. Bash stiffened in surprise as his head whipped around. The realization that I had heard everything he had just said settling, settling into his eyes. He His eyes widened in surprise. He raised a hand toward me. Aiden and Tristan gazed, snapped at me. Aiden looked pissed as hell, and Tristan seemed intrigued, trying not to laugh. Bash was in front of me in an instant. His face shifted into an utterly calm state. He lifted his hand to caress my neck, then ran his knuckle up and down. His eyes softened as he gave me a smile that felt like it was just for me. Oh, princess, you didn't think that this, he gestured between us, was real, did you? Do you think I would do this willingly? No, Lexi, not without payment. You just bought me and my boys a clear straight path to the top of the chain. He nodded towards Tr Aiden and Tristan before turning back to me with a cruel smile playing on his lips. Though you'll be glad to know that your pussy is just as sweet as I thought it would be. That was the final knell in the coffin. I felt the tears pull my eyes and I couldn't believe he would do this. I searched his eyes for an answer, some hint of a joke, but I saw nothing but hate in them. That's when I looked back and back and Tristan had his phone out with a smirk, but his eyes screamed something else. Pity, maybe? Aiden had a camera connected to a computer and his eyes full of rage. Before I could even ask, Aiden spoke in a low, dark voice. It's live, Lex. Don't worry. We wouldn't want the whole blood coven to miss this. Pearl's... Pearl, Silver Pearl's Coven's princess got her cherry popped by the Blood Coven's prince. He snarked the last words at me. Laughter came through the other side of the laptop. I balked when I saw a ton of small squares full of the Blood Moon members laughing and whispering. Cassandra, who was the biggest knob girl in our class, always talked about Bash, was smirking back with half of the Pearl Silver's teenagers. Her entire class I felt my magic move through my body, and I looked back at Bash with vengeance I could mustard. You 
are nothing, Sebastian Ryder, but a lonely, desperate parasite. I hope one day you know the pain you cause, but lucky for you, I have enough hate to last a lifetime, and I won't be around to witness it. You are beneath me. I poked my finger into his chest. You aren't worth a single tear. I gathered up all my pinted rage within me and slapped him across the face as hard as I could to make him lurch to the side. I hope you rot in the depths of hell, asshat. I stormed outside, realizing I was still in his clothes and suddenly need to get out of them as soon as possible. I ran quickly back into the main house so I could change and then get the hell out of here. I thought, I thought at first maybe I could wake up Ella, but I shook that thought away immediately. I knew how much she adored her older brother and would never bring that hurt to her. Bash might be the biggest douchebag, but he wouldn't, he would burn the world down for his baby sister. I knew I needed to keep this between us. It was coven drama, not best friend drama. I heard the door open and froze when Ella's father, Morgan, walked in with a tiny blonde on his arm, his assistant following closely behind. She was this tall, leggy thing who always trailed after him. Then surprisingly, a kid about my age came in and closed the door, looking more annoyed to be there. You stay here, said the legs. The kid huffed, fine, but I'll be in the library. Fine, I'll be in the library. Enjoy your fuck, stepmommy, he spat out before he stomped off. She huffed and rolled her eyes. Should have sent his ass to boarding school, she muttered. They started to make their way up the stairs that headed to another wing of the house. Thinking I might be able to get past them without anyone noticing, I made my way to the door. But just as I was about to grab the handle, I ran right into a metal statue that crashed to the floor. Shit, I yelped as it clattered. Everyone turned to me. Morgan sped over to me with a concerned look on his face. Lexi, what are you doing up? He spoke to me in a stern but quiet voice. I bit my lip deciding that we would go with half-truths. All the lights went out in the main house, and I went to ask Bash if he could help find the fuse box. Um, My clothes got wet, and so he gave me one, some dry ones. I shrugged, trying to look nonchalant. Morgan nodded. Bash, he was kind enough to help you out. He questioned me as if he knew I was lying to him. And after what I just heard from Bash, my mouth went dry instantly. Oh my gosh, Ella's dad knows. I whispered in a shaky voice. I, I just need to find, I just need to go home. I felt the tears prick at the back of my eyes as the embarrassment settled in and I could feel Morgan stiffen in his posture. Sure, Lexi, I'll take you home. I shook my head. I'll call a cab. Morgan nodded as if that idea was his own. Great, well then, um... I'll tell Ella your parents needed you home early, so I took you. He hesitated in a low, careful tone. I'll keep your secret if you keep mine. He checked his watch as if it, as if I was boring him. Dill, I didn't need to say anything more. I turned and walked back out into the rain. I wasn't going to wait for a taxi. I needed to get away now. I walked the five blocks to my home. My home was comfortable. My home had my mom who would hold me as I cried over a boy who never really loved me to a father who would protect me from the world at all cost. The rain pounded down on me. The cold night air chilled me, but I couldn't feel it anymore. I let myself cry. My tears mixed with the storm 
and I found myself listening to the squish of my shoes. Somehow, I stopped crying. The storm washed away the pain, and I felt clean. I felt clean, numb. Then the anger settled in. I felt disgusted with Tristan, Tristan and his dirty little smirk. Aiden was dead to me. I would never feel sorrow for him again. I breathed in the hatred I felt for Sebastian Ryder, and I knew one day I would destroy him. Yes, I would get my revenge one day, but I had to be patient. I needed to bide my time, and then, and only then, would it be mine. He would regret messing with Lexi Rose. I would have my vengeance. I was lost in thought when I saw the, the dim light on my home's front porch. We lived in a nice area, large houses lined with the street, gas lamps, illuminated red brick roads, giving off old world vibe with a modern twist. Our house, or the estate, as most people called it, was at the end of a cul-de-stack. It was a two-story house with two huge white columns climbed their way to the roof and a driveway that made a lazy half circle where a white fountain with a woman lip lifting a vase up to the sky stood. Water flowed down into a pool filled with stone sirens lounged upon the sides as I approached the driveway, a streak of sorrow embedded into my memory of each event that happened that night. I will never forget how Bash used me for his own advantage, how the strike to my heart shattered, how he drove the knife in more by exposing me to his whole coven. I just wanted my bed, a shower, and never to see Sebastian Ryder's face again. Dad built his house for my mother when I was born. We had small nods to the silver pearl coven surrounding our home. It was our way of remembering who we were, where we came from. We were the ancestors of the witches they couldn't burn. Witches and sirens went back for centuries. We helped the witches of the sea trap men who tried to burn them. And the witches gave us protection. We shared a bond to the power of the elements and it made us stronger together. Many of the witches fell in love or found their bonded mates through the sirens. My parents, grandparents, and many more followed the line of sirens and witches. Although there were rarely any like me who controlled both magic of witches and the sirens magic. A soft glow from the moon gave just enough light for me to keep, get my keys out. I assumed the door was locked since it was late. I turned the knob slowly and opened the door. It was eerily quiet. No music, no TV, no snoring. Nothing but the sounds of my shoes squishing through the hallway, making muddy prints behind me. I cleaned it in the morning. I just assumed my parents were in bed. I crept up the stairs as quietly as I could, but I saw a small beam of light peeking through the bottom of my parents' door. My heart felt heavy and started to drum rapidly against my chest. It was almost three in the morning. Why is there light on? Maybe they were reading. I knocked softly to open the door, but when no one answered, I knew something was wrong. I tried to open the door, but it wouldn't budge. It was as if something had been pushed up against it. I leaned into it with my shoulder and it flew open, banging against the wall with a thud. And I fell to my hands and knees. That was when I saw the deep red blood pulling its way to the door. My mom was on her side, eyes wide open and her mouth distorted in a silent scream. My dad was face down on the floor. Both of their throats were slit. The 
pool of blood reached my hands and feet, and I just stared as it seeped around my hands. The dark red color was sticky to the touch. I thought blood shouldn't be this color. Blood was life. It should be bright red, not this dark and sticky. I knew I needed to move. I needed to call someone. But all I could think is, why them? Why take them? I lifted my head to look back at my mother, her blue eyes staring right back at me with no life in them. I would never see them sparkle when my father kissed her or light up when I gave her a hug and told her I loved her. It now felt cruel that I had her eyes. I lifted my cell phone and dialed. Hello, 911, what's your emergency? I tried to catch my breath to speak, but nothing but tears came running down my face. The end. (laughs) Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. (laughs) Woo! (laughs) Great. Thank you. That was good. I liked it. Thank you. Sonia, do you want to uh, start off question period? I will start off with the question and answer round. All right. Oh, I have like the worst writing ever. <laughs> All right. Dude. I, I my guess. my like my scratch is pretty bad, so I get that. <laughs> this is my neat. I made it nice and neat. I don't know if you can see it, but it is, that's me doing it neat. <laughs> that's <not> too, bad. <laughs> that's too bad. I just can't read it. All right. So my first question is: Have you ever gone on a literally a literary pilgrimage like had to like go somewhere to like write or oh yes um i okay so when writing so not with the oddity because the oddity i wrote in a month 
I don't know how I did it, but I wrote it in, it was COVID, okay? <laughs> it was COVID. Um, I wrote it in a month, um, but I did for book two, which is now getting edited, um, I went to Hawaii. Mm. It was a family Ooh. vacation, but for whatever reason, that works really well. And every now and then I will go to a coffee shop. After I drop my kid off at school, my husband's at work. I will just go to the coffee shop, put headphones on, and I will just go to town. Um, but there are a few other books I'm coming up, and I'm like, oh, I think we need to go to these places so I can research it. So, Oh, nice. Like it's another, it's like Aruba. You know, I need to go to Aruba. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> um, how long does it usually take you to write a novel? Not a month. Yeah. <laughs> Not a month. Um, that one was the entire series of the oddity. I plotted very quickly. And then I wrote book one in about a month, but most of mostly because it was already plotted. So I could kind of go in and um, fix it. So I'm like a plotter, but I'm also a pantser where like I will go with the plot and then I'm like, eh, I don't like that idea. I like this one better. <laughs> Yeah, like in the middle of writing, you just switch it up. Yeah, I just switch it up. Um, But normally, I think book two took me like three months to write. And book three is taking me longer because it's supposed to be the final book. But I don't know if it's going to be because it's already (laughs) at 40,000 words and I'm on chapter eight. (laughs) 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 I don't think it's going to be. (laughs) <laughs> this one's never ending like it's just, never ending yeah yeah um, so for you, a couple months I will say it usually takes me probably three to four months to write a book okay um now this is all in a series right they're all like interconnected standalones or are they just it's an actual series it's an actual series so the audit is the coven series and it follows Lexi and the three devils and trying to figure out who um the wish maker is which is the kind of the serial killer of the story. Um, so it is a series. And then I am planning on doing two spinoffs of the series as well. So okay. those will be their own series. And then I also have other many, as many authors do, they're like that you get like that inspiration. You're like, oh, this would be a really good book. Yeah. Yeah, I literally saw a picture of Gabe Kempler, which is like the San Francisco Giants um, manager. And he is like the perfect specimen of a man. (laughs) (laughs) He's like gorgeous. He's got tattoos. He looks like he would be like, say good girl really, really well. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I was just like, I need to write a sports fantasy about this man. (laughs) Like I need to. He's just too cute. So, like, there's things like that that, like, get spinned off and stuff. But, yeah. Norm- but, yeah. Going back to your question, three about three or four months to write a book. Nice. Does writing energize or exhaust you? I'm going to – I think I'm going to answer. I'm guessing. I think it energizes you. Like, because, like, I could see, like, you're like, oh, yeah, at least with this story. This story, yeah. So I'm yeah. I, I do think it energizes <laughs> me. I am very much a creative person. And so when – I don't know if you guys had to take it. Did you ever have to take like, this is what you would be good at at life? 
Yeah. 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 The, yeah. the career choice. Like, yeah, the, yeah. Like when you're like a junior or high school, maybe you're even like a freshman in high school. Yeah. Um, for creativity and art, I went off the charts. Ooh, nice. nice. So I knew I was always going to be an artist of some type. And so that just, it helps me with my anxiety and depression and everything in life. If I'm not creative, I get into a big funk, like we'll yeah. leave my bed funk. So. Aww. yeah. So what would be your hardest part about being an author? Um, the fact that I can't spell or, or and I don't know grammar very well. <laughs> <laughs> And I, which is why I have multiple <laughs> systems in places. And then I have a copy editor and a real editor that makes sure everything's correct. It's good. It's good having those kind of people in your corner. So. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and I, and I told like them when I first did this, I was like, um, I uh, don't know grammar very well. Cause I didn't pay attention very much in school. Like commas, like, yeah. I yeah, either I use too much or I use too many. Anyway, so yeah, I, I use them many. all the time. Yeah. It's like, why are there so many comments? I thought it was like a pause in your breath when you speak. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) Whenever, whenever I'm like, I like would write how I talk. And if there's like a break, it it gets it. It gets a little thing. Yeah. Apparently it's not. (laughs) It's not. There's like rules and stuff to follow. Yeah, I never really like understood the English language rules. They keep changing all the time. So I was like, uh, wing it. Yeah. I have to whenever I write emails, um, I have to use grammically. Gram- grammarly, uh, yeah. Yeah, grammarly. Yeah. Yeah. I, like, that's just, what I use. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> grammarly and uh what is it? Uh pro writing aid. Like that's yeah. the best things to use if you're a writer. <laughs> yeah. Like, right, yeah, emails, whatever. I'm like, okay, I want to yeah. sound a professional the best I can. So, yeah. <laughs> I heard from like other authors that like join us, they even say, like, though, like your first manuscript is always garbage anyway. So, it doesn't matter because by the time it gets to your editor, like, they, they fix it right up. Oh, yeah. It, it, an editor makes your story go from like, okay, I get it to being like, wow okay like I can see it and so I'm really I'm really grateful for my editor Nikki she is just amazing and she's like handheld me through this entire experience so it was it's been really cool to have someone in your corner like that and they're literally just the biggest cheerleader Mm -hmm. they're like they're like I don't know how I feel about this and I'm like but I really like it she's like well if you really like it keep it (laughs) (laughs) Is it my turn? Yes, it's your turn. Yeah, okay. See, I I drank 30 ounces. That's a lot of alcohol. It's it's kicked <laughs> in. Um, so um, do you focus on just your original ideas or do you mostly focus also what your you think your readers will want? Um mm, I focus mostly on my original ideas. I think um every now and then I will like listen to my readers I had one reader say if you do this I swear to god I'm gonna be so mad at you and I was like um, <laughs> oops <laughs> should have told me earlier but yeah I yeah like I mostly I mostly kind of like do what I want to do because essentially like it is my story but like yeah. 
you know, I will listen to my readers for sure. Like if they ever, they're like, oh, I really want such and actually my editor was like, you should really tell a story about this person. And I was like, okay. (laughs) Well, you twisted my arm, I guess. But, and then I will also say, I did listen to my readers when, I don't know if you guys remember the TikTok of the guy who was working out and the girl who sat on him. Yes. There's a million of them, but yes. So that one, I filmed it in like 30 seconds. I looked like a garbage monster. (laughs) And it's like my biggest video on my TikTok page. And people were like, oh my God, please write this into a book. I wrote a novella. A novella. I wrote a novella about it. Nice. I do listen. I will say I do listen sometimes. (laughs) What is your novella called? It's called uh, Sweat and Innocent. Ooh. Ooh. But you can only get it if you join my newsletter. So ah. <laughs> um, what advice would you have for other inspiring authors? Um, write your story. <laughs> just write it. Like, just, <laughs> every single time I ask that question, they're just like, just write. Just Wait, that's it. Write. I, I'm I'm assuming I can cuss on here, but of can course. I yeah, go for yeah. it. <laughs> just fucking write it like it doesn't matter um it's more healing for yourself to write it and just don't be afraid to dive into it because I was really nervous about it at first and then I was just like you know what fuck it yeah fuck it yeah I'm just gonna write I'm gonna write it I mean and I'm also I will also say like I'm not I also have another like I have a full-time job like I do social media marketing for a living like so that type of stuff, like, I didn't feel like writing my book is not like, I'm not a full-time writer. So I think if I had, if I was a full-time writer, maybe I'd feel a little bit differently, but in the beginning, just fuck it. Just write it. Just write it. No, I think that's <laughs> solid advice. Honestly, that, that <laughs> is. <laughs> um, what have you found to be the best way to market your book? TikTok. Girl. TikTok. I, TikTok. <laughs> TikTok. Um, I I do um a few book signings, which was really fun. I partnered with Barnes and Noble in my local areas, and like a lot of local vendors and stuff like that, um, like bookstores and stuff, and they're amazing. Um, but Barnes, honestly, Barnes and Noble, like people think you can't get your like if you're an indie author, they do not think you can get your book in there, but you can. All you have to do, like literally all you have to do is go, can I talk to your event manager? Nice. And they come out and you're like, hi, I am an independent author from this local area. I would love to do some book signings. Is there any way that we can start it up? And I have had such a good experience. I'm actually doing one next week in my hometown. Nice. <laughs> That's such good experience from all of them. Um my editor just did a festival, um, and I think she was in Ohio. I think that's where the festival was. She, they, she like at the the book festival, she sold a lot of stuff. But I've done arts and craft shows, and those are okay. But honestly, TikTok and social media is always going to be your best strategy to get your people um, in there. I mean, there's a reason book talk is so massive yeah I mean, that's how i found dawn yeah <laughs> i was like this i was gonna say that's how i found you like yeah that's like how we find each other but the yeah. fact that it's so massive and we are 
I feel like for the most part, part book talk is really, really welcoming to authors. Yeah, I, I'm not part of book talk, but I have noticed also so yeah. welcoming because I'd like throw myself at some of Domri's posts and stuff. Like for a while, I was on like bigot TikTok. Like, <laughs> I, like I was just stuck there. And then yeah. like just like seeing stuff from book talk was so like soothe my soul like not yeah. everybody is so disgusting and it, it's a really like i enjoy that it's a very community. supportive community it's very yeah. inclusive it includes all of the lgbtq community and um yeah and bipoc creators like is so inclusive i love it i love i was i was literally freaking out for a few weeks um with the whole like court system and everything going on with the ceo of tiktok and and my mm -hmm. husband, he was like, I, I get why the government's doing it. I was like, you know what? The government doesn't need to tell me how they, don't care. Yeah. they don't care. They don't care. They don't care. Because if they cared, they would have done it with Facebook. They would have done it mm -hmm. with Instagram. They would have done it with, there's so many social media apps, right? Yeah. They all would be um, a liability for data breach. Actually, Facebook did data breach how many times? They took him to court anyways we're gonna get off on the old yeah, yeah. Of this whole thing but we yeah. always go on tangents like <laughs> yeah, yeah so it's all good <laughs> but yes like book talk for sure is was probably it's probably my main source instagram i am getting better at facebook i try to do good at but it's just facebook's really hard because if you're an author on there you get a lot of people who are like come join this group and put your book on here and promote it for free and it's really not a free promotion it's kind of like yeah. a scam so and Instagram, you get that a little bit too, but not as much. Yeah. So I, I really do love TikTok for that reason. I I love TikTok, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. My last question would be, who's your favorite author? I have so many. Um. <laughs> hold on. Okay. <laughs> oh, you have a list. No, I have books. <laughs> oh, I was like, you got a piece of paper with a list okay, on no, it. I have it's okay, an alphabetically um, choreographed, like no, I don't have I don't have a bookshelf, but I have a little cart that I keep all my favorite books on. Um when I was seven years old, my mother let me read interview with a vampire. Otherwise <laughs> decision, but she did. So we have Miss Anne Rice. Yeah. Anne Rice, yep. Yeah, Classic. I mean, her the way she describes a book makes you feel like you're there, which I really love. Mm -hmm. um, my second, and you're going to see this because this book is worn out. My second, I found her randomly. Her name is Chloe Neal. She does Some Girls Bite. Um, and she does, it's the Chicagoland vampire series. And she's so good at telling a story. And then lastly, and of course... I found them before they were in huge on TikTok. I found it randomly. Started reading Kings of Quarantine, The Twisted Sisters. I adore. Um, I so have um, the first two books of the Zodiac Academy series. Yeah, so this is the first. Oh, this is the third book. Yeah. Oh, I only have the first two. And yeah. then I have Foxy Tales that she brought out like quickly. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's it. That's all I got of the series. Yeah. The series, I will say, um, you have to read like the really the first three or four books to kind of if you yeah I've, I've read up to seven um on my yeah. Kindle but I only own physical the two <laughs> yeah my one of my I, as much as I love Zodiac Academy Ruthless Boys is like 
a chef's kiss. It's really good. So I haven't read that one yet. Yeah. I've read Kings of Quarantine though. Those. Yeah. So I that's read. what I started with was Kings of Quarantine. Same. That's how I started. And I was in quarantine. So. <laughs> yeah. I think we were just out of quarantine when I started reading those, but yeah. 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 So that's how I found them. And I really, the, the way they write and the style they're writing is really lovely. Um, and I think that's kind of all, all of them is they are all like that. The writing and their style is what I like. I also like books where I can really um, stay focused with the main character. Like I like the main character a lot. If I don't like the main character, it's out the window. Yeah. I don't see enough <laughs> of it, so I don't care how good the other characters are. I have to like your main character. Yeah. Cause you're not going to want them to have a happy ending or uh, get any success. Yeah. So you're going to be miserable reading the whole time. There's yeah. no point. Yeah. Yeah, there's one there's one very popular book that is I was like I everybody loves it and I'm glad everybody loves it, but I was just like, I can't. You can't get into it. Uh, can you drop me some hints? Like is it on Book Talk? Is it really popular on Book Talk? Mm-hmm. Um are they controversial? Like she's gone into some trouble. The author has, yeah. Does it start with an S? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it's 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 very very popular. I thought it was gonna be SJM. Oh, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> I bleed the bit. Yeah. Um. Because yeah, she's gotten into uh, some hot water. Yeah. So has uh, who was it? The Ravenhead series. Oh, yep. Okay. I did. Okay. I read the first book. I didn't really like it. I didn't like it. But I was like, I need to read the second. I read two thirds of it. And I was like, no, I'm not finishing the series. I can't do it. I didn't like it. Um, It made no sense to me. It was was very very hard to like the main character, which again, and I get why Mm -hmm. people like her. Like, and I get why people like the series and the story Mm -hmm. of it. Um, same thing with the other author. Um, I yeah. get why people like it. I just like, it just wasn't my cup of tea. And I think that's okay. Like, I think it's okay to have books that aren't your cup of tea. And I think that's, it's, it's okay. Let everybody else enjoy them, but you don't have to, if you don't want to. Yeah. No, I just, I don't, um, like I said, I couldn't finish the book. I never like did a bad review on it or anything like on TikTok. I just didn't. And then, yeah. The controversy came out later about her other series, and I was just like, yeah. eh. like, kind of dodged a bullet there, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and you know, people make mistakes, so like, and I guess we don't like really know every side to every story, so we can. It, take- I, I think if she handled it better, it would have been fine. But this is like when you need a PR person. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. You like, I need a PR, PR person right now to figure this yeah. out. Yeah. <gasps> Uh, my final question for the night. Um, uh, for this book, what was the hardest scene to write in your short month of writing? Mm, um, <laughs> probably um, the very first chapter was probably. Not that I haven't cried over this book, but that very first chapter um, hits pretty hard with the betrayal of the mm-hmm. characters and then her coming to find her parents. Um, like, like brutally murdered in the like, yeah, it's like a double whammy. Yeah. 
Um, that was really hard. I will say there's a few chapters later on where she's like trying to like finally forgive. Mm-hmm. And I was just like writing them. I'm sitting here just like crying sobs down. Oh. I was just like, I don't know. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, readers. <laughs> But I always say, like, if you're crying over a scene, I guarantee you I was crying over that scene, too. Yeah. Yeah. No, the best books are written with, like, so much emotion in them, so. Yeah. Yeah. That's I'm, like, re-editing, I'm editing book two right now, and there's there's been a few scenes in there where I'm just like, why did I do that? <laughs> okay. Why am I breaking my own heart? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> why am I breaking my own heart? And it's... It, it, it's really real and a lot of it because it deals with grief it brings up so much emotion enough for me that like mm-hmm. you know is yeah like the biggest part is like that last part where it's she's just like she couldn't speak and I just literally took that out of myself when my mother called me about my brother dying like I couldn't speak I couldn't say anything because it was such a shock and it, it was shut such a shock. He was, you know, a, a some, I mean, as healthy as you could be. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he was, a reco- he was in recovery and everything like that. Um, I don't think I'm too like giving too much away about my life, but you know, it, you know, he was like everybody's best friend. Like mm-hmm. he would drop whatever he wanted to do to help you out. And so for him to be gone, it was just a shock for everybody when mm-hmm. he died. And it was just, it was hard. So when you, when you write something that takes on from your personal life, it's a lot harder to write it down and read it. And so that's always the hardest parts for me. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. yeah of yeah. course. <laughs> well, it was great having you on here with us. Um, in the middle of drinking, I finished my drink. So I, I know like, I was like, done. Yeah. My it was it, you picked some good words. Like, yeah, it's yeah. uh <laughs> I tried. I was like, what are the words that could get you the most drunk? Yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, it's working. <laughs> <laughs> well now you can just go to bed. That's right. Yeah. That's the plan. I'm gonna like hop up on Nightquill and pass out. Like pass yes. the fuck out. I'm done. Do it. Just do just it. Just do it. Yeah. Where can we find your books? Um, if you want to plug in your social medias, we have your uh, link tree going across the f- screen right now. But yes. if there's anything else, just let us know right now. So link trees across the screen. Um, you can find me at CC Myers author on TikTok and on Instagram. And I even think on Facebook as well. Books you can find on Amazon, Kindle Unlimited and at Barnes and Noble. So Perfect. Great. Yes. Well, thank you again for joining us. Thank and you. Uh, yeah, I have a good night. You too. Right. Thank you guys so much. I enjoyed this so much. Thank you so much. Have a good night. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. We hope you enjoyed this episode. There's a new episode of Opinionated Lushes every Friday on all streaming platforms. And unedited episodes Saturday on YouTube. Have a cocktail suggestion? A topic of interest? A good drinking word? Feel free to DM us on Instagram or email us at opinionatedlushes at gmail.com. See you next week. Don't forget your drinks. And your opinions. 